0: Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Well, this morning we are going to hear about an organization with a dedication to connecting people in emotional distress with the critical resources they need in the 21st Century Crisis Text Line. Joining me today, two supervisors at Crisis Text Line, Sarah Buckingham and Cassidy Walker. Sarah and Cassidy, welcome. Thanks for coming today.
1: Thank you so much for having us. We're really excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. We're thrilled.
0: I'm glad to have you. I want to talk about this because this is probably an overdue venture. You know, if we talk about the 21st century, like I said, in technology and the way, I don't know, the current trends in technology and how people communicate, crisis text line, it sort of makes perfect sense. And I guess we'll get into this over the next half hour, maybe the first, a few basics. Um, we're talking about a like a crisis hotline, except texting versus phone, right? Is that the very basic rudimentary
2: Absolutely. So it's a crisis line available by text message. Uh, it's 24-7, it's free, and it's confidential, completely anonymous.
0: And let me ask the the why. I mean, I'm right, it's just because of a cultural shift. Is that right? I mean, do people not, especially maybe young people, not use the phone as much in this situation as they had in the past?
1: I think one thing that uh, makes t- texting really specific and a a huge need in our community right now is the fact that it's very anonymous and confidential and anyone can text us at any time no matter what they're doing. Someone can be in the cafeteria at school going through a crisis and texting us with other people around. Um, Somebody might be in a domestic violence situation where they have the capability to text us as well. So it really provides that anonymity for us um, and for them and I think that's what really makes it special and unique.
2: It's also a huge asset for the hard of hearing community or perhaps other people with disabilities that prevent them from being able to speak on the phone.
0: Yeah. Okay. A lot of great things already I've learned. Okay. So now how about um, a nonprofit, right? Yes. Um, Not just local. You guys are local since you both work here in Seattle, but this is a national venture or international? What is it?
1: Yes. We are um, a national 24-7 support and information. and we uh, we have gone international Um, so we are partnering with canada and uk um, and looking into other partnerships as well Um, one really great and unique thing that we have here in the state of washington is a keyword for specific to washingtonians Um, so they can text in the keyword of heal h-e-a-l to 741741 And what that does is it collects aggregate data from those people who are texting in from Washington. So we can really see crisis trends in the state of Washington. So we can see when people are texting in on Sunday nights, like what the specific issue is about and certain needs we might need in the community based off of that information.
0: Wow. So, okay, now this is great. Uh, A lot of people probably haven't thought of this this deeply, but with technology now and the way we can keep track of things, sounds like you have figured out there's sort of, I don't know, algorithms to keep track of and the way data can be stored and gear this to, I don't know, fine tune it more and more as you go. Is that is that what you're talking about?
2: Absolutely. And We even have a public website, crisistrends.org, where you can look up the issue by state or um, have other filters along that line where you can see the data being collected in real time.
0: Wow. Cool. And so being local, having a local tag, that part of its success, is that done? Are you broken up that way around the country? I guess it must take some real resources to put you in every city, but every state?
1: Yeah, we have um, specific partnerships with organizations, agencies, cities, states, and that's kind of how it breaks out into those um, specific aggregate data sets. Um, and with Washington, We really analyze a lot of the stuff. Um, We have actually 58.4 thousand combos with people from Washington, over 2.1 million messages exchanged with people from Washington, and over 456 active rescues. So that's when we've had to get police intervention in our conversations with texters.
0: Wow. So it really is making a difference already. How long has this been going on? I guess I didn't ask that up front.
1: Almost five years. We
2: launched very quietly in two cities. I believe it was Chicago and El Paso. And within four months, we reached all 295 area codes in the United States with absolutely
0: zero marketing.
1: Yeah, And okay. we are actually coming up on our fifth year birthday on August 1st. Oh, so. excellent.
0: So happy birthday. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. all right. We're very that's excited. Good for Crisis Text Line. Um, again, let's say that w- I don't want to gloss over this before we get going too deep. The, the actual number of people listening right now say, I need that. What was the text number?
1: Seven four one seven four one.
0: Seven four one seven four one. And then someone is connected right away. Like you said, it's 24-7. And it might be someone elsewhere. If I'm in Tukwila, I'm not getting someone in Tukwila on the other end of that. It might be anyone anywhere. And they're a volunteer. Is that right?
2: That's right. Uh, So yes, you're right. You text 741-741 with any kind of issue that you have. And we aim to meet, we aim to have our first message within five minutes of you reaching out. So you're connected to a volunteer crisis counselor who is trained and ready to listen and help you through your crisis, get you from your hot moment to a cool calm.
0: A cool calm. I like that. Uh, I guess one more thing before we deep into digging into exactly what that, what are you not? You're not Um, like a suicide prevention hotline. You're not a 911, I'm an emergency thing, right? I mean, what, I guess, answer those questions before I stumble into the wrong one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We define a crisis as a mental or emotional state that has left the texter in a dangerous condition or unable to cope in a functional or productive way. So our crisis intervention offers in-the-moment support of active crisis situations. So, correct, we are not a suicide text line. And while a lot of our conversations do deal with depression and suicide, a lot of them don't. This can really just be your average person stuck in a hot moment of crisis such as a panic attack struggling with addiction having a hard time grieving or coping with PTSD all of the those things
0: so there must be different love you must get a gamut of the whole range of what different people consider crisis how do you then like we've talked about the data they must get organized and filtered through this guy needs assistance right away this person I know how to talk to they're in category B I mean I guess let's start there
2: well, actually, before we get into our algorithm and uh, the different ways that we sort people, I do want to include that we are not here to solve your problems. We're here to empower you to find ways to solve your own problems. Well, we want to good... listen and support and empower. Um, and with that, uh, we're not meant to replace clinical interventions or long-term therapy. It's really for in the moment. In fact, our textures mentioned today has one of the most common words, um, really showing that they're dealing with in-the-moment crises.
0: So when people text, and that is it is a very time-specific thing why people text and have their phone. It's right now, and it's, like you said, so the get them to that cool, calm. So you don't solve their problems. You get them cool and calm, and then I guess you know how to direct them where they can get help. Is that the final step in all of this, maybe? We're jumping to the end, I guess, but... Uh, <laughs>
2: Well, our texters know themselves best, and they know their situation best, and so we just want to help them, in an impulsive moment, remember the tools that they do already have, and remind them that they are strong and brave for getting help, and that they they totally got this.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's let's then back up. Then let's start with a text coming, and someone knows the text number that it is seven four one seven four one. It might be anything. Uh, what kind of categories do, would would we see on that?
1: So. Um... The first two responses are actually automated and they tell you that you're being connected with a crisis counselor and invite you to share a bit more. And based off the responses of that, we actually have an algorithm that triages the levels of texters. So somebody who texts in um, words like suicide or kill myself or things like that are actually going to be put and prioritized first in our queue, much like an emergency room. You mm-hmm. know, you would treat somebody with a gunshot wound over somebody with a broken leg. And so that's kind of how it's triaged within our algorithm in the queue.
0: So self-harm or something is like, we're going to the top. Yes. Okay.
1: And then um, it usually takes less than five minutes to connect you with a crisis counselor, like Cassidy said. And then when you reach a crisis counselor, they'll introduce themselves, kind of reflect on what you've mentioned as your issue, and invite you to share kind of at your own pace. And then the crisis counselor really just helps sort through your feelings by asking questions, empathizing, and actively listening from there. Then we try to work towards a safety plan to get you from that um, hot moment to a cooler calm for the night, whether that's... For some people, it's as simple as calling a friend or taking a hot shower. For other people, it might be actually physically going somewhere, um, reaching out to a long-term service, but really making sure that we have that safety plan in place um, to get them to that cooler calm.
0: Awesome. Um, so the the texter, the counselor at the other end, these guys are trained into how to figure this out, right? Who are these folks? I guess that's a big, <laughs> a big, big part of what you do. And you guys being supervisors, I'm guessing that's who you supervise?
2: Yes. Okay. So, yeah, we're crisis counselors, supervisors. Our crisis counselors are anyone that's over 18 and can pass a background check. You don't have to have a mental health degree. You don't have to have a degree, period. Um, You just have to have an empathetic heart and a willing four hours out of your week to listen to people.
0: And these are trained, though, by you guys, by Crisis Text Line. What kind of training? How is this? I think you used the phrase listening skills or something. <laughs> They're active listening. Yeah. Uh, how do you, Can you teach that? You must be able to.
2: Yeah, so it's a 30-hour training. They go through different modules. There's role-playing. There's uh, feedback from their coaches. They grade at different assignments. And so it's pretty extensive but also really doable. Um, you do that 30 hours at your own pace, and they teach you all the skills that you need and also educate you on different issues and how to handle them.
1: And one of the great things about having supervisors on board, too, is we can actively see all of the conversations. So the crisis counselors in. so say they're stuck on an issue, they're not sure how to address it or something comes up and they're feeling stuck in that moment. Um, we're there to see the conversations and help them come up with the next response to that texture. And also, if there's any sort of mandatory reporting or police intervention that needs to be involved, that's what the supervisors are there for to help out with.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned um, confidentiality, totally confidential. And, but are you guys looking at the screen sometimes if they need a supervisor, you can see the texting going on at the same time? How can we, how does the texter take (laughs) that confidence that this really, this really is confidential? Who else is seeing this? And do you just say that, or is there some kind of blind system in there that you really don't know where this call's coming from?
2: No, we do let them know that it is completely confidential unless they're at risk of hurting themselves or someone else or if they are a child that's being abused. Um, But one of those first messages that Sarah mentioned that they have two automated messages before they're connected to a crisis counselor. And in that first message, there's a link to our privacy policy that goes into much thorough detail about exactly what is confidential and um, what your rights as a texter are. Um, And that's also found on our website, crisistextline.org.
0: CrisisTextLine.org, all spelled out, and the dot .org that means you're a nonprofit. So people keep that in mind. Does this? I don't know. I'm jumping to a different subject. Does this cost some money? How do you guys support yourself if you're a nonprofit? People don't pay when they get their help on the texting, do they? You don't ask for funds from the texters. Who's in crisis? By the way, to support this, send five dollars.
2: No, absolutely not. Okay, it's it's free, and it'll always be free. <laughs> okay,
0: I'm glad we you said that. We rely on
2: generous <laughs> donations.
1: And actually, a really great thing too about it—just it's not only free, but also a lot of the main phone carriers have blocked us from um, the phone list. So if they've texted us, nobody else can see that they've texted us as well, which is really unique as well.
0: Also, like if an abusive uh, person in a relationship abuse they that they've texted you won't show up on the phone if someone else grabs that phone later. That's correct. Who have you been texting? Right, won't it won't be up. on
1: the phone bill.
2: And then with the four major mobile carriers, it's free. And there's also a way that you
1: can scrub data from the conversation as well by texting in a keyword. That's also in our privacy policy. So for some reason, they need to scrub that data or need to completely clear the history of the conversation. They have the ability to do that as well.
0: We are talking this morning with Sarah Buckingham and Cassidy Walker from Crisis Text Line. Crisis Text Line brings texters from a, I like your phrase, a hot moment to a cool calm through active listening and collaborative problem solving. You... Beautifully said. Yeah, because I took it right off your website. <laughs> it is a it's a very um, professional organization you've got going here, and it's only five years old. Man, you guys have gotten up and going full speed, and I don't know, you said the hundreds of thousands of people you've already helped. Um, your goal then, those, we've texted someone's talking big time, or maybe they're talking medium. What's a medium-level... Uh, text that comes in and says ah i feel this or i it's probably almost always about themselves isn't it maybe it's about a friend or a neighbor or a loved one what are those medium level uh problems that come in
2: well so we mentioned uh before with our algorithm about how certain words like suicide or kill myself get sent to the top i think a medium risk would be considered uh, maybe someone is self-harming not with intent to die but that's the coping skill that they have when life gets hard. And so um, mentions of certain words that have to do with self-harm, that would be considered like a medium risk.
1: I also think it's important to understand that um, when your stressors outweigh your supports is when you're in crisis. So a crisis is defined so differently with many different people. If somebody has a, like a plethora of supports, they're not gonna be put into crisis over something that might be little or huge to somebody else who doesn't have those supports. So When their
0: stresses outweigh their support. Yes. I love the way you said that. So that's different for everyone then, depending on who they are and their background.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, with all of our environments, that makes us who we are in our supports as well. So if somebody's dog died, it might put somebody in, in a crisis if they don't have a lot of supports and their dog was that support versus somebody who has a lot of other supports. It might not put them over and push them over to the crisis
0: mode. How, let me go to these counselors again, your, your crisis counselors. How long does it take before they feel confident? Do you just cut them free on their own after this 30 hours of training? Or do they have a, a I don't know, a buddy system, a mentor for a while to help them this first couple shifts they are on their own?
2: Yeah, so they do have that 30 hour training that teach, that gets them ready for the platform. That's what we call uh, the, the place that the, text, the crisis counselors help the texters is our platform online. Um, but they do have a coach through that whole training process and after the training process, who is their go-to person for all things off the platform to give them feedback on conversations. And then they have us, the supervisors, with them on the platform, seeing their conversations in real time, and it's our whole job to support them. And then they also have like a crisis counselor group chat on the platform so they can all talk to each other.
0: So that they can keep learning and growing as they get better and better at it. Here's what I ran into last week how did you solve it? Here's what I did. Was that right? Et cetera. That kind of thing.
2: Absolutely. And then we also do like a weekly newsletter with different tips. We have a tip of the week video uh, that will highlight different issues for whatever is most prevalent that week. So there's a wealth of support after you leave training.
1: Additionally, we have a forum for the crisis counselors as well that they all participate in because we really try and foster that um, feeling of feeling supported, the ability to have the debrief um, if something is triggering within a conversation that they've gone through but also just to get to know one another and and it's kind of cool because um, we host sometimes these things called the Paloozas where we all get together and it's one of the most exciting times of the year and crisis counselors who are best friends with other crisis counselors from like across the the United States get to meet each other for the first time and it's just it's really exciting (laughs) it's a huge party (laughs) yeah so this is bonding
0: uh, let's keep talking about and these are volunteers the counselors um when they say, okay, I'm going to do this. Let's say we've got been talking here for 15 minutes. People are intrigued and say, I think I can do that. I get what this is about. I use text all the time. It's how I communicate more. I don't know. It's a less vulnerable way for people to expose themselves than phone or their face to face or going to someone. Uh, so these folks, what's their commitment? How, how do they work? Are they, I guess with text you can just sit at home if you're what are you on call for give me all that basics of, of okay now I'm a counselor I've I've gone through some training what's that day like or week like or month like what do you do what's the commitment how does that work
2: yeah all you need is a laptop and a dependable internet connection and you can schedule we do scheduled shifts but you don't even have to schedule a shift it's really um, any two-hour block of time during the week that you're free that you'd like
1: to take conversations I see And because we're 24-7, it makes it really easy, too, for, like, say, stay-at-home moms or people who work a 9-to-5 who don't have the ability to um, volunteer otherwise or, like, deaf and hard of hearing. Um, We have a lot of volunteer people that um, just have disabilities that make it so that they can't actually physically go somewhere and volunteer, which makes this a really unique experience for them because they have the opportunity to do that right from home in their jammies if they want.
0: (laughs) And um, the time of day, I'm guessing... If it's like most crises, people find themselves alone when it and in a crisis when it's dark and the rest of the world is kind of shut down. Is is that is it mostly overnight?
1: Yeah, the majority of our texters come in, and I actually pulled the stat on Washington right before we met. But forty percent of the texters in Washington text in from nine p.m. to five a.m. So that's a huge need for us. Is uh, those kind of later night times, um, and that's you know usually. When people are sitting there and thinking or debriefing over their day or other supports aren't available where they really just need somebody in that hot moment. Mm. And
2: that's why it's great that it's a national service with volunteers all over the country, because what is midnight on the East Coast is 9 p.m. for us West Coast volunteers. And so uh, that's we really want to recruit for West Coast volunteers for that reason.
0: Okay, let's recruit. Um, What does someone listening now say? I think I want to at least explore this a little more than than they're hearing in this half hour. What's the next step for someone? The website?
1: Yeah, it would be crisistextline.org slash volunteer. Um, And you can just go on there, fill out the application and a background check. And then, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. (laughs)
0: uh and then so that that is really cool so this has been uh like i said i think overdue and let's go back to what you said about i think you quoted stats uh sarah early on from washington right yes so how big a deal are we talking about and how many (laughs) hundreds and of people are are using this And, and if we I don't know. You don't really advertise. I haven't, can't say that I've seen this on a billboard anywhere. Uh, you're going to get bigger and bigger, so you're going to need more volunteers, right? What are, yeah, absolutely. What are, how is this growing, and what is this trend?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I know earlier I'd mentioned we've had fifty-eight thousand four hundred conversations with people just here in the state of Washington, um, and we've done four hundred and fifty-six active rescues. Specifically in Washington, compared to the rest of the country from the aggregate data that we've collected, we over-index on suicidal ideation, gender and sexual identity, self-harm and sexual assaults. Um, we also, for demographic-wise, we over-index, and sorry, let me back up. At the end of the conversation, you get a link to a survey. So of those people who have completed the survey, um, we can see that we over-index in those who identify as American Indian native Alaskan, Asian, native Hawaiian, or other Pacific Islanders. Um, also the majority of our texters identify between the ages of 14 and 17 no and
0: kidding. the state
1: of Washington. And so that's about 38 and a half percent of the texters who have texted in. Um, but there is also surprisingly a large portion of 40 to 55 year olds in our state that text in so it just shows you know that this has become such a huge and trusted medium and way to reach out.
0: And in Washington now is there there are Washington State um, agencies that you partner with that are helping you keep this data?
1: Yes so currently we have partnered with the City of Tacoma Um, we also have a couple of partnerships in the making and so um, Once we get all of that flat ironed out, we'll have a huge celebration with that as well. But any other agencies or organizations who would love to partner with us can always reach out to either Cassidy or myself, and um, we can talk about partnering. And what that does is it allows them the opportunity to have a portal, a dashboard portal, to have access to all this data. So they can see, like City of Tacoma can see, oh, okay, on Monday nights, more people are dealing with suicidal ideation, so let me push this text number out um, to more people so that they have an opportunity to reach out, or they can put other interventions or preventions in place um, for that specific time. Yeah, and thanks to Sarah, our number is posted on what bridge in Tacoma? Oh, there's like a bunch of bridges that it's posted on now. Um, I think they put them on almost all of the bridges up there. Um, good. But yeah.
0: Um, And so, gosh, I forgot what I was going to... I just had a question about... um, yeah, the, the partnering and and connecting with people how has this spread I mean you're you're so unique in, in what you do <clears throat> has this spread only through the the users and the, this kind of data I mean you know I'm an old guy okay um, I need to read something or have it in my hand uh, but cyber you know this is the internet and and cellular communication how is your word spread and is that your plan I mean
1: the majority of our word has just been spread organically. Yeah, Honestly, or just social mouth social media. Mouth, yeah. And you it. know, someone will text
2: in, hopefully have a great experience. They'll put on <sighs> Facebook, oh, I texted Crisis Text Line and I was helped through such and such situation. Here's the number. And then I can't tell you how many people are say will test in saying, is this real? I saw this on Facebook. Or, oh, my friend told me to text this
1: number. Um, Another thing, too, is we have partnered with Facebook and YouTube and kick as well. And so those, those our numbers are offered through those spaces. So if someone were to search on YouTube, how to kill myself or something in that line, our number will pop up along with the national suicide prevention lifeline number. And so they will be connected that way. Um, similarly through Facebook messenger, if somebody makes a report out saying that there has been suicidal content, they'll have the ability to reach out to us that way through Facebook messenger as well.
0: Wow. I mean, that is, it is so positive to see the (laughs) this kind of technology used in a positive way to help people uh is there a don't know so this is a big organization national you guys are local do you know of a five-year plan is there a 10-year what do they tell you do they share that kind of thing with you what's the future hold for this and is there a way to use it even better and more uh specifically
1: one great thing is um our whole entire platform was built throughout our organization so from scratch so we are always building new products and things to help make the user experience better for the texters, for the crisis counselors, for the supervisors. We're always inventing and creating new products and kind of briefing that process out. Um, additionally, we plan to move more internationally. That's a huge thing. and um, We are looking at other countries to partner with um, and we are just moving along. I think we, we just got back from staff retreat, so. F- we're feeling really fired up about our five and 10 year plan, which is always just really inspiring to get everyone together when, when one room and have breakout sessions yeah. to talk about future and what that looks like. Grow and as big as fa- big as we can, as fast as we can. Yes.
0: Uh, you mentioned, uh, I think an end of the texting survey that you asked the user to complete Is it, is in there something like share this with your friends or let, let other people know how this works. Cause that seems like, like you said, the the word of mouth is really where this comes from. And knowing what you say, fourteen to seventeen year olds—that's that's the way things really spread.
1: Yeah, and we and a lot of it is word of mouth. Um, but for that data specifically, we just kind of use to make us better. We want to know how their experience was. Was it a good experience, or what can we do better? What can we improve on? Um, and so that's kind of the the main reason for that survey at the end there, and then to collect the demographic survey so we can really see in specific areas where the need is. Yeah, and from that survey, we found out
2: that our textures tend to skew poor and rural, so really areas where resources are lacking.
0: So then, those kind of that data helps you refine and dig in deeper into where you should be doing more and uh, uh, have a bigger footprint and more. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I love the way data is. You can be used this way. Instead of exploiting people, this can be helping people. <laughs> and
1: again, all of this data is really open to the public at crisistrends.org. You can see real live time data of specific issues that are happening. Um, and you can look at the time of year, um, like specific month, time of day. Those are all filters that you can look at at crisistrends.org. So it's really exciting. We really believe in sharing this for the good for people and, and making it free.
0: Yeah, and then all that data helps you then uh refine where you, where you need a need what kind of need you need coming up or yeah awesome uh, we're gonna run out of time in just a few more minutes anything we forgot to say or we need to double down on and and let people know again
1: come volunteer <laughs> <laughs> we would love to have you a part of us spread the word and don't forget to text heal to 741741 if you are in crisis
0: Yeah, say that again, because this is the most important number.
1: Yes. Text HEAL, H-E-A-L, to 741741. It's a short code, so don't get tripped up on the six digits. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Thank you guys so much. We have been talking today with Sarah Buckingham and Cassidy Walker, supervisors from Crisis Text Line. Uh, Sarah and Cassidy, thank you guys so much for coming in today and sharing all that Crisis Text Line does and Gosh, a bigger thanks for all the lives that Crisis Text Line has been touching over these five years. A happy birthday to you, too. Thank
1: Thank you so much for having us. It's been great talking with you.
0: I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.